This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Rose and Shine podcast, featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos-Solson. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. Good afternoon from the deep woods of Sweden. Good morning, Vicky. This is Josephine in Bogota. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here in Stockholm. It's the sports holiday week, so it's just like we've taken the car and filled it up and gone down to our country house and just enjoying some really nice and relaxing days, kind of walking around in our pajamas, uh, open fire and having a lovely, lovely time. It's like you're practicing the life that I am going to lead in about a week or so when yeah. I'm finally coming home to Sweden, which I'm very excited about. I'm actually even sitting in your house because it's the only calm spot with a good <laughs> Wi-Fi. So I'm warming it up for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'm almost home and we're super excited because it's going to be a really busy time when I come home. And 8th of March, we're going to celebrate International Women's Day at Clarion's Sign Hotel in Stockholm. Yay! And uh, yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, so for anyone Stockholm bound, you know, please come and join us. We're going to podcast live, which is going to be super scary, <laughs> but a lot of fun. Yep. And just have a really brilliant time, I guess. Sort of an after work and have a glass of bubbly. It's an after work with bubbles and with some food and a really good way of mingling and networking with, with other women. Yeah. And um, of course, a chance for us to say hi to all of you who happen to be in Stockholm around that date. And for those of you not being in Stockholm, you're, of course, more than welcome to join us live on the podcast. So we will be thinking about you, too. Absolutely. So, Josephine, you are you getting ready for your, what is it, like the fourth move <laughs> within the past year? Yeah, yeah, we're getting ready. We're, we're um, yeah, pregnancy has reached new level of... Uh, Oh, I'm starting to feel done with this already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, starting to feel very ready to leave. And so Raf is going to go to nursery in Sweden. Um, and it was quite funny because 
mom and dad were taking these pictures from this really picturesque little Simonstorp uh, kindergarten or daycare. Which is close <laughs> to our, you know, where we live uh, at the country house. Yeah, exactly. And it was this like red house by a lake and, and they, they were taken in the dark. There's really snowy and, and, and dark outside. I guess they were but, meant more to be like informative pictures and what? look how lovely this is than anything else for but you. But this is where culture is so different. For me, it was completely looking really cozy. I saw it and could just imagine how how nice that would be. So I was like, oh, this is great. I sent it to Steve and he's like, oh, you know, that's good. I hope they have heating and, you know, I hope there's no witches living in there. I'm sure it will be fine. Kind of like trying to be positive. I was like, mm, okay, you know, no, it's going to be fine. And then I showed the pictures to Raphael. It's really funny. Our nanny was standing and Maritza was standing next to us when I was showing them and in a very positive way. I'm like, look, here's where you're going to be in Sweden, Raphael. And he just looks at the picture and he's in a really good mood for once. And he looks at them and he goes, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like out of nowhere. (laughs) As if he relates this to some kind of Blair Witch project. Like uh, a haunted house. (laughs) Help me. Um, So that was how he related to this new um, new daycare and how's your last uh, week at work then is it okay yeah it's been good it's been um i've been leading a conflict mapping with the team so uh, some real substantial interesting work before i i leave facilitating with with the whole team and really trying to see what what the conflict is looking like uh, or the post-conflict situation in colombia so that's been really really good but yeah you know how it is the final kind of wrapping up yeah from maternity leave. It's kind of big things on your mind, but uh, I need to go back to one of our episodes and and look at that list and see where am I going to start again when I'm coming back? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea, actually, because you'll be away for a few months now. So that's really good. So uh, what about your week? How has it been? Yeah, I've been now actually finalizing my workshop marathon that I've had with lots of interesting clients. And this last group was sort of an innovation group for one of the biggest brands of Sweden. And it was just so exciting. And I I love sharing all these theories on leadership and personal effectiveness. And it's also such a good thing because every time I do it, I kind of get a mental sort of checklist and see how I'm doing on the, these things. You know, I've been yeah. teaching it for such a long time and still you can always improve and work on things. And yeah, so it's been really, really nice, actually. And then there's some amazing stuff. We're very proud in the in the family that you are going to be a speaker at the World Business Forum in Milan and Madrid this year. Yeah, that's so exciting. And it was quite interesting because I... I knew that was going to happen, of course, but then an Italian colleague of mine is sort of like, oh, hey, Victoria, I'm so excited you're coming to Milan. And then I had to go in and look and it's like, oh, wow. So that's going to be super exciting, actually. And what are you talking about there? What are you invited for? Yeah, so it's to talk about our book that we're launching this fall on on leadership that I'm co-authoring with two of my American colleagues, so leadership and execution and management and how to lead your new leaders and yeah all my favorite topics Mm -hmm. so I'm super excited about that and there's so many things going on which is 
really nice. But now it's also super nice to have these days at the country house and kind of, yeah, get a little bit collected, get some energy and have a bit of family time. And today we actually celebrated dad's birthday. Yep. And we had this lovely cake and coffee just now. Uh, And it was funny because we were sitting... So Patrick, our brother is here and my daughters, they have some friends and I could see their friends just sort of like with big eyes looking at like (laughs) everyone talking and uh, across each other, you know, and the one who talked the most is Carmen, Patrick's daughter, she's five. (laughs) It was like, so actually it's, it's funny because we're, we're talking a lot and we're laughing a lot and we make, you know, discussing, debating and all those things. It's not always just happy, happy laughing. We can have some wild discussions and we're also teasing each other quite a lot. And that kind of makes me think of a story that leads into the topic of today's episode. And that was about when mom and dad went to Japan and they came back and they had bought all as three children, three beautiful kimonos, which like with all this specific significance and everything. And mom was a little bit, you know, in a hurry. And she said, yeah, uh, they all have a meaning and I don't really remember what they meant. But I do remember that Josephine's meant to have a long and happy life. (laughs) And then we were all laughing that like, oh, so the favorite child, that's the one that she remembers. So we were teasing her a lot. (laughs) About that. And the funny thing with mom is that she takes it so personally. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, which makes uh, everyone thinking that it's even a little bit more fun to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so that long and happy life. Then one day I was walking through the bookstore and there was this book on how to lead a long and happy life. And I'm like, wow, I have to buy this book. And I did, which I'm so happy about because I loved it. And uh, we thought, so it's actually Ikigai, I don't know how to pronounce it, you know, Find Your Way to a Long and Happy Life by Hector Garcia and Francesc Mireles. And uh, since we read this book, we did both of us a little bit more reading on that. And it's a Japanese saying. Yeah, it's a Japanese saying, exactly. But do you want to talk a little bit about their research and other people's research on this? Yeah, so you bought this wonderful book on on Ikigai and and my understanding is that it's really about finding kind of your life purpose or the the meaning of your life, which they in Japan then are also using as as one of the kind of the explanations or one of the ways of the art of getting older and and staying young while that is happening. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It's beautiful. So then we read some more and then there's been lots of research about the five blue zones. And the five blue zones are zones in the world where people tend to live or where people actually do live much longer than the rest of the world. So it's like, what is it that makes them live longer? What's the difference? So there's been lots of research by teams of specialists and doctors and demographers and, you know, led by the American researcher, Dan Butner. Mm, Butner, do you know? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I I don't know him. But uh, yeah, they've done all of this really interesting research on what is it that these different zones have in relation to each other? What do they all have, basically? Yeah. So they identified nine key factors to longevity. Mm -hmm. So we thought, let's go through them 
you know, one by one, and then also see if we can apply that to how you can have a long and happy career. Exactly. So number one is in related to regular physical activity while undertaking your daily duties. So the people in these zones live quite active lives. Yeah. And it doesn't mean necessarily, though, the 30 minutes or 45 minutes super intense spinning class, but rather is that kind of ongoing movement, pottering in your garden, walking up and down the steep hills and ongoing and regularly moving which is so interesting because i that's what you hear a lot and there's lots of discussions about this in sweden now because we're apparently uh, you know we don't move enough at all a lot of people go and do exactly what you said they go to the gym and they have very intensive classes for 30 minutes or an hour but throughout the rest of the day they don't move yeah and here's like my favorite quote i think we've shared that before but Every time you sit for four hours without moving, you shorten your life with 11 minutes. That's horrible. So this is just like proving that point. I feel like I fall into that trap, though. Good at like intense exercise, but during a day at work, sometimes unless you hold trainings, it's very, very seated. (laughs) Yeah. So it's And that's really just to sort of, I think, focus and go out there and move and Rather than sending that, well, we'll come back to advice what you can do at work, really. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And number two is having an ikigai, so which is the Japanese words of the reasons for being and why we, so knowing why we wake up every morning. Yeah. Easier said than done. Easier, maybe. You know, I, I think it's so important. It's key to really think about this. What is it that we want to achieve and do? And yeah. And then number three is reduction of stress, which can involve taking out time for regular habits, like taking a nap uh, or praying or conducting a tea ceremony in Japan. You know, those are all examples. You put this into red, did you, when we were preparing? Yeah, I did. Because it also, (laughs) um, you know, how do we apply that to work this ability of of reducing stress that's why I thought it was interesting yeah I think we um the way that we have been thinking about this the the kind of ceremonies or, or habits is really around morning routines or evening routines but also, yeah, later on in this episode, let's think about how we yeah. bring these rituals into work. But I, I can immediately, something comes to mind, actually, that I was reflecting on during my years in the Middle East. And where, of course, most uh, people were being quite religious, uh, following uh, Islam and praying five times a day. Mm. And how I initially felt that this was kind of annoying and disruptive that okay so now we all have to leave and go praying you know and you were in the midst of something Mm. and then started to really think well maybe I should learn from this because Mm. you do get five times a day sort of a little mental break and and you go into something else and get a little bit of a distance and reflection and I think it's probably something that many of us could learn from absolutely and that's where having kind of these daily i mean it really helps in in the middle east and in dubai where you hear the call to prayer but have these little wake up uh, it could even be when a phone is ringing or a sound and you make sure that when that sound happens you will 
take a minute to be there or focus on your breath or it's one way of of trying to get that into your life yeah and then the number four number four is harahachibu probably completely misspelled uh, which is a (laughs) or is mispronounced a confusion teaching that suggests that we only eat until we are 80 percent full Mm. so this idea of not really pushing our making our cells and body work too hard. I think that it's what it has to do with. Yeah. How do you feel about that? So I should have thought of that when I had the birthday cake <laughs> earlier this this afternoon yeah. for dad. And I should have think about that during now during pregnancy because I have so, I mean, so little space in this belly and I keep on eating normal portions. <laughs> and oh my god it's you realize how tiring that is for the body yeah so yeah that's a really i think a really important one i think if you're really loving food yeah. and not used to that it's very tricky yeah i find it very tricky it's like opposite what the mind is asking for yeah <laughs> the mind is asking for 120 percent yeah know? um and i think this is also something that i've heard lots of talking about that it's also a generational issue some generations back ago you know there were a lot of conflicts and people would not have food on their table so you were really brought up with the fact that you should finish everything on the plate while you had the chance mm. while now we really have to teach our children to stop when they're full yeah. or even then 80% full mm-hmm. uh, because there's we have an abundance of food so that's the big teaching and obviously that's in those zones what what they do you don't eat until you can't move around yeah. kind of thing yeah and the next one is also about uh, what food to eat and not i guess such a huge surprise but the diet should be rich in plant-based products. Mm. So meat, fish and dairy products consumed in lower amounts. Yeah, and suits really well with today's climate and and the survival of the planet. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great one. Yeah. And the next one. Number six. Yeah, you've been practicing for the past eight months. (laughs) Or moderate consumption of alcoholic beverages. Did you say or? No. (laughs) No. No. Um, Yeah. Maybe I did. (laughs) So, yes, I have uh, had moderate consumption or none um, of alcoholic beverages. Um, They do. uh, There is that finesse, though, that you are allowed to drink a bit of red wine, uh, all of the Mediterranean areas have. Yeah. So it's the antioxidants that are still good in the red wine, they think. Yeah. But there's Um, lots of debates on that. How what a big difference that really makes. Yes. But at least they drink in those areas. It's not that they're restraining themselves from not drinking any alcohol. No, that's true. They all seem to have it. And they live long. And they live long, but they don't drink it in excess. No. It's a social drinking, which maybe um, comes in a little bit later (laughs) on our list. Yeah, because what's the next point? Yeah, being part of a social group that promotes healthy habits. Yeah. Mm, Healthy habits. So because what I've been reading a lot about lately is, of course, the the idea of having a, a nice and stable network and relationships is one of the key things, I think yeah. there's a big Harvard study that they did on, on these men over 40 years and longevity was really, and happiness was really based on, was it longevity or happiness? 
maybe they were related that had an effect on on how many friends you had and how rich your social network was yeah I, it's so important and also and we were discussing this in the wellness podcast episode how much easier it is to find time to do your workout and everything if you have friends doing it with you yeah so i definitely second that one mm. then the next one is a little bit tricky because especially in in Sweden, because number eight is interacting with religious communities. Mm. And it's so, in Sweden, we're like, really, everything that's a bit religious, it's kind of frowned upon. (laughs) But in so many other countries where we've been living, it's quite an important day of the community. Yeah. And I I was talking about my uh, time in Kansas as an exchange student in high school and how everyone went to these different churches. And I was telling to my family now that if we ever were to move to Kansas, the first thing we would do would be to join a church because that's <laughs> how you socialize with yeah. people there. Yeah. You know, the best way to make new friends. So it's really, I think it's really about having that community and possibly what religious communities are doing so well, which is focusing about uh, on giving to others yeah. and finding that bigger meaning, which just goes beyond the individual. Yeah, And to be honest, I think where people don't have that, they've been more exposed and interested in things now, such as yoga and more spiritual workout. And mm. because it helps us to do think about meaning and, you know, all the good parts of religion, they really add value to the world. So if we could have just stayed with the the good parts, I think that would have been a really good Mm, thing. Yeah. And then number nine is building and maintaining solid relationships with family, says it on on our list. I would, maybe family is a loose term here though, in terms of of, uh, friends and it doesn't maybe have to be your family you grew up in no. but maintaining good relationships i mean in the example from japan in this little village that they were doing their studies on in this particular book uh, it was actually that everyone kind of automatically belonged to a certain community so it didn't have to be that you were related somehow but it was like almost like this little club that you had that you belonged to that you would do common celebrations with and everything so i think family in the sense that fits you that however you define family for you yeah and then these nine factors were have been distilled into two quite nice main habits mhm The first one being maintaining a healthy lifestyle, which involves regular intensity exercise, taking a break from daily stress and eating mainly plant-based diet without filling up or drinking excessively. Ah, that sounds like a brilliant goal. Actually, (laughs) very nice. Yeah. So that's so nice. And I'm Why writing our goals each year? Yeah. If we can just copy this. Yeah, but this this is uh, the ideal. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just thinking how easy it is now that I've been in this very intensive period. How easy it is to slip away from those great good habits Mm. that you have. Mm. Uh, And then secondly, being part of groups that support these healthy practices, such as family, religious community, social groups, which all have their own ikigai. I don't know how to pronounce that still. (laughs) Or reason to live. Yeah, and I thought now when we had this conversation that it's interesting because I think we... For a lot of these points, we put them outside of work. Yes. 
how can we use these points in, how can we transfer them to our career? These are like things that we're supposed to get a habit to do during those hours before or after when we're not sleeping. Yeah. And clearly that does not fit. We won't manage to get all of those things into our day if we leave it uh, to that. No. So it's probably key. That's a really valid point, I'd say, that, you know... And which is something that I also discussed just this week with my workshop participants. You you bring the entire you and, and you have 24 hours in a day and your entire personality is at work, is at home. You're, so I think that's exactly it. The key here is not to see this as something that you should do during a morning routine and at night, but how can you weave them into your entire life? Yeah. So let's go through them and see what, what ideas we have. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So the first one is intense and regular physical activity while undertaking daily duties. Mm. So what do you do if you have an office work? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the basic tips, and I'm living that now through pregnancy, Mm -hmm. is to get yourself seated quite far away from the bathrooms. Oh, that's a and good if you're someone who, who needs to go to the <laughs> toilet often, <laughs> you at least get, you know, your hourly uh, two-minute walk yeah. to the bathroom. In Sweden and, and in some places, it's become quite popular both to have these standing up desks. Yeah. And I've also even seen people having um, a treadmill. Yeah, that, that's true. In some of the new offices being built just now, 
I was at a client that had that last week. So you can stand at your desk and walk while you're working on your desk. So yeah. you can be on this sort of treadmill or walking, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But if you don't have that, I think there are like easy things. If you have, you know, rather than sending that email to your colleague who's in the same office, walk over there. You will have other bonus points as well at the same time. If you have been seated for a long time, go up and do 10 squats or do some yoga stretching and sort of see like, because what it is, is that you want to have oxygen through your blood, your veins. And so you need to help your body do that. So it's actually also going to help you focus throughout the day. Yeah. And then try to take meetings, uh, walking, if you can. Yeah. Kind of brief uh, meetings. You can then go back and take notes from it. But having that introducing that movement and making it more acceptable because I think we have at least I mean it depends of course in what environment you work yeah. but if you work in a more traditional setting like me very big bureaucratic office settings I think we have an idea that meetings can only be undertaken sitting in a conference room yeah. in a very formal way and I think we need to as millennials need to push and shift that um, thinking into something different where we can move more. Yeah, and like every time before you enter a new segment of your day, maybe you're going into a meeting or you're making this phone call or you're going to do like take a little bit of a stand up and, and a breath and maybe do a little bit of movement. So you're like, OK, it's time for ten the new burpees. one. Yeah, 10 burpees. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or squats, a little bit softer, crazy. right? Yeah. So then the next one is the... Do you want to say the word? Well, it's since I'm the Japanese in the family. Yeah. Uh, ikigai. <laughs> Sounds much better when you say it than when I yeah. say it. <laughs> um, so defining your reason for being and why we wake up every morning. Yeah. Hmm. So for some people, their work is that. Yeah. And then you're quite lucky. But I do think it's more... In important than we consider. I think a lot of people traditionally think of work as a place where they actually get paid. But if you want to have a successful career, I think you have to have that passion for it too. Yes, I think so too. I think you're more successful the more passionate you are. But I also think that it can be a bit, uh, I think that can limit people because it can be like, okay, well, if you don't really love your job and it's almost like it's become so trendy now. All of the influencers, everyone says, you know, I'm so happy with my job. I can't believe I get to do this. I think that can create a stress that can make people more unhappy with their jobs. Because I think this clear purpose or reason does not necessarily have to be... I think it can be smaller things that you can acquire on a daily basis. That's a really good point. And, and I think you're absolutely right. And then maybe rather than saying like, oh, I have to love it every second to really think about, all right, so what is my purpose actually? Why am I doing it? How are we contributing? And you might not love every part of it. But I do think that if you can't find any deeper like reason for being there, probably you should think about changing. That I agree with. The next one is, uh, yeah, the stress reduction, the red one, the reduction of stress. Yeah. <laughs> which can involve taking time out um, and having little rituals. So how can we introduce that to our work time? Because that's where I think it's essential to get the stress levels down. We can't wait until after work to get our stress levels down. No, I, I think that's so true. And 
I mean, lately I've been, I mean, both of us, we've become yoga teachers and we've done lots of studies and I've started to think more and more, how can you incorporate the yoga philosophies into our everyday life and not just on the yoga mat? And I think this is a brilliant opportunity, actually, because in yoga, we talk about the breathing, how it's a little bit deeper, a little bit more focused and to have little mini breaks during the day where you kind of just stop. Maybe that is when you're changing a task and you're going before you go into that meeting, before you make that phone call after the 10 burpees, <laughs> but just to sort of take a couple of seconds even, you know, to go into that deep breathing and try to just relax. It doesn't have to be that you need to go and meditate for 20 minutes, but just collect yourself a little bit and get a little bit more focus. I think that would help you come a long way. I think that's wonderful. I think it's super important. And another thing we can also try to do there is really see if we can introduce a little bit of laughter. You know, if we can joke with colleagues or yeah. even show that funny thing or have a good story from home or finding an opportunity to relax and enjoy together because that also fits the community that's, feeling. That's a great thing. That's a, such a stress reliever, you know, when you all can have a good laugh. and. I think when I'm yeah. calling you in the morning and sometimes I'm kind of stressed and tired now with Raf and then just having the chance to... To laugh, it makes, I mean, we talked about it the other episode, right? About laughing about it, but it really, really, it really helps. It really picks you up and yeah. makes your problems seem a little bit smaller and not so important necessarily. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, to find a reason when everything is a bit crazy to just have a good laugh. <laughs> so the next one, the harahachibu, the 80%. <laughs> I think we all know that feeling after, you know, you go out for lunch and sometimes I guess lunch can be that really nice break and you for some reason have that heavy pasta or, or and you come back and you're not you're not able to concentrate at all. You're really just tired in the afternoon. Yeah. And this is something that I see so often when delivering workshops. And usually we, you know, there's very often you go away on these lovely venues and there's this super nice conference lunches and people even have a little bit more than they normally would. And you just see the energy that drops after that lunch hour. Yeah. And we call it like the hour of death, you know, because... Yeah. As a facilitator, you have to be on your toes to get everyone still staying with you, being focused. And yeah. it's a killer to have that much food. So maybe combining that with the, with the next point, which is about prioritizing a, a diet that's rich in plant-based products. Mm -hmm. Maybe really if we are in the position that we are organizing trainings, push back, make sure like, yeah. you know, actually check in on the menu for behalf of your participants to try to see if there are healthier options that can be provided. Yeah. And in my office, we really have this, especially in, in New York, we had this station where at 3 p.m. people were placing chocolate and candy and <laughs> and all of these things. And it was so hard. I really had to avoid passing through there. But maybe be that colleague who brings, um, I don't know, carrot sticks. Yeah, <laughs> but that I must say, we are at our office at Franklin Covey in Stockholm. We're great because we have this 
beautiful buffet of lovely, healthy nuts and uh, berries and really stuff that's good for you. And we often get a lot of compliments because people want to do good. And you're exactly right. When you get to that buffet and you need something and there's so much chocolatey stuff and it's so easy to go for that. Yeah. But if you see all these other healthy, delicious options, it's much easier. So I guess... The idea for yourself is if you know you like to have little snacks throughout the day, prepare yourself and get the healthy things yeah. and get some other people to buy in on that idea around <laughs> you. The next one is moderate consumption of alcoholic beverages. That should be relatively easy. <laughs> Depending on your place <laughs> yeah, of work. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but I was actually at a French head office uh, not long ago uh, for a large corporation. I'm not going to mention which one. And they served wine for lunch, you know, in their staff cafeteria for lunch. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's uh, really impressive. So it is a cultural thing. Also. It is very much a cultural so, yeah. thing. Yeah. Being part of a social groups that promote healthy habits. So... Yeah, I mean, I find that in workplaces now, this is more and more, there are all of these suggestions to join like 10,000 step challenges. And I am now, for example, at the UN providing yoga to the staff there. So mm -hmm. maybe either making these things happen or join the different opportunities that are yeah. potentially being provided. If you don't have it around you, create it. That's what I would say, you know, because that's going to make... Uh, a big difference and I mean at our office we always joke because you can you don't want to be seen taking the elevator <laughs> we are on the fifth floor and everyone is like making a thing out of walking up those stairs and that's of course you know why how can you not choose the stairs but still pay a lot of money to go to the gym when the stairs are all for free and they're there every day <laughs> stairs that's what we want to do The next one is, again, interacting with religious communities. So how do we want to put this into a long and happy career? I think it's, again, uh, more about the giving aspect is what I take it, maybe. Yeah. The, the, being part of a community, of course, at work and then and then giving and, and seeing that, achieving that higher, higher purpose. So it's about building relationships, I, I would say, with your colleagues. Yeah. I agree. That maybe go beyond just work. So actually talking. And there's different schools around this. I mean, some people say don't become best friends with your work colleagues, especially not if you're the boss. You know, you want to keep a distance. But I think building these relationships where you ask about family and friends, um, it adds a lot of value and, and trust. Yeah. And actually, it makes me two things. One thing is that... This uh, of like, don't make friends with your team members and everything. It's changed and it's generational and it's becoming more like modern, so to say, to to have a bit of a deeper interaction. And it's not such a no, no any longer. But I also think this point can go very well with the values that you have in your organization, what it is that you want to do and have a bit of a deeper meaning of what you want to achieve. Mm. And we're actually going to talk about that in one of our next episodes on, on values, your own personal values and the values of the organization and what difference that can make. Yeah. And that relates to the final point, which is the building and maintaining solid relationships. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you spend a lot of time with your colleagues, most likely. 
So make those relationships also count because otherwise it's kind of sad. You spent a lot of time with people that you didn't really care for. And you can try to make all of those habits that happened before go into that habit. So, for example, is that finding a few people that want to go to the gym in the lunch break together? Yeah. Or that want to, you know, share making uh, plant-based meals or, or whatever that might be um, for living up to the other habits. Yeah. So kind of sort of summing it up, the art of getting older and stay young, the what we can do to have a long and happy life and a career, it kind of all fits together. I think if you have an awful career that you don't enjoy, it's kind of difficult to have a great life, don't you think? Yeah, no, I think so. But I also think that you can have a... Say that you now are in a job that you don't really, really love and you're not changing at the moment, mm -hmm. I still think that you can bring in all of these aspects and become happier. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> in that workplace. So if you are, yeah. So bring them in and it will become more interesting and, and nicer to be there. That's true. And you will then probably see, that it's maybe a chicken and an egg. Maybe you will see that you start to find more meaning in your work because you actually start to have meaningful conversations. You actually start to feel better and, and move more. And maybe the smaller things that you before did not think were kind of um, big enough for being meaningful now become meaningful. So it's all about happiness is all about what we're telling our brain as well. So I think we can find it there. Yeah, a little bit of philosophy here from me. <laughs> <laughs> so with those uh, philosophies, uh, we wish you all a very lovely week and good luck with creating that long and happy career. Enjoy it while you're there. And we're looking forward to talking to you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 